Hey, y'all, it's Noxie. Thanks for listening to the Detailed Solutions Podcast. And now, a little bit more about one of our sponsors. Alex, have you heard about the pain assassins on Facebook? No, Noxie, what's that? I'm glad you asked, you wrinkled little booby. Pain Assassins was started by a dude named Jason Bruno to where detailers can find the camaraderie that they're looking for without any of the negative trolling bullshit like other Facebook groups. Not only that, but they can compete with their work weekly, monthly, or yearly to win prizes. Oh, dude, and they make sick merchandise, so you always have fresh gear to wear. Whoa. <sighs> anyway, y'all want to check it out? Again, it's Pain Assassins on Facebook or Instagram. Check it out. Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex. This is another edition of What's on Your Mind. As always, Jason Bruno is here. Hopefully, his phone doesn't break uh, about 10 minutes in, <laughs> like last week, and he mysteriously disappeared without letting anybody know. How you doing, Jason? Oh, uh, man, I'm good. I'm surprised you guys didn't hear the bang as soon as, like, my phone, literally, it just cracked. Dude, you, you like disappeared and we just kept rolling. Um, yeah. I don't even th- I don't even think Brian knew that you were gone until like <laughs> until we were done. Um, yeah. So this week we've got a, an exciting one. Um, we didn't really have a, a huge topic, um, so we're gonna kind of experiment with the uh, with the brand awareness. And so, Mister Joel Lapalm from IGL has reached out to me and. We've talked about getting him on the podcast. I said, you know what, Joel? We don't have anything going on this week that we want. Um, Let's run with this. So, Joel, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. I wish I was in Florida with you both, but uh, (laughs) I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you'd want that. It's so I. I looked. Yeah, I looked at. uh, So I I I checked my um my weather app. I don't know, like midday, and. uh, and it said it was 88, but felt like 97 with 70% humidity. So I don't know that you want to be down here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not if it's that. I don't I don't mind the hot. I don't like the humidity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Because you're always waiting for that rainstorm to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then it gets worse after. Yeah. Yeah, the hail. Yeah, we just and had And the a... PDR guys are all smiling ear to yeah. ear. <laughs> We don't we don't get hail that bad at least where I'm at I don't I don't we don't get a lot of hail never seen hail yeah um so so Joel man let's uh let's jump into this um so for anybody who doesn't know who's Joel Lapalm I don't know who is (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm the uh, president director of IGL Coatings North America but I'll specify. So uh, my partner, Jeff, and I, we own IGL Canada, IGL USA, IGL Mexico, 
I gel uh, the Caribbean, so the Bahamas and uh, a lot of the other Caribbean islands. And then we own a little bit of some of the Latin America, like Panama, Colombia, some of those ones nice. there are part of our part of our group, if you want. Right, right. And yeah. and Joel, you're not a detailer by trade. Absolutely. So not. How did you get into the detail industry before we jump into how you got into IGL? How'd you get into the detail industry? I was, uh, I had just sort of semi-retired. I was 27 years in the food industry. I managed and controlled uh, companies here in Canada in the food industry. Uh, and I, my last uh, stand, I was uh, vice president of a company called Aurora Importing, which is the largest importer of Italian goods. So Aurora has been around since 1952 in Canada. Uh, Nunzio Tomino, who's actually one of probably Canada's five wealthiest people, really nice gentleman. Uh, I was his right hand for almost 15, 12, 15 years. And uh, so I was adopted Sicilian, I guess you could say, and uh, I traveled <laughs> a lot. I uh, spent a lot of time in Italy. Uh, I was there four or five times a year. Uh, traveled the world because we imported products from around the world also. But brands that you guys would know would be like Catapelli oil, like Carapelli oil, Bocce chocolates, okay. Loker chocolates, wafers, uh, Buitoni pasta. Uh, some very, very big names. Okay. You know? Nice. So, yeah, we did everything from uh, dry food to also mortadella, uh, Italian prosciutto. Uh, different stuff like that too. So I, I did that for a while. Before that, I was with one of the largest grocery chains in Canada. So I guess in U.S., what, what's one of your larger groceries in Florida? We have Publix. Publix. Yeah. So okay. So like like a Publix. So it'd be like Loblaws here in Canada. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Loblaws owns many 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 different banners, and uh, so I worked for them for a while. Uh, and I worked on the private labeling program. So I did some of that. And then I introduced uh, Price Club to Canada, which today is known as Costco. Okay. Uh, mm. I was part of that. I was part of the marketing uh, directive team for that. Nice. So, you know, I was one of the guys that went out and tried to convince companies to join something and spend money to join something that didn't even exist yet. You know, <laughs> and get them to pay to be able to come and shop in our store. Right. And, and it's, it, it's pretty crazy, right? Because you're thinking you want me to give you 60 bucks a year to be able to go spend money in yeah. your store. <laughs> like people like, didn't get the concept, right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, you look at them today, they're one of the world's largest retailers and uh, mm -hmm. a great company. The other company I helped introduce to Canada was uh, Staples. So on the Business Depot side, so we had a company called Business Depot here and Staples wanted to come into Canada. So I represented the Staples side in that negotiations and uh, I did that. So a, lo a lot of high companies or bigger right. companies. Yeah. So, so when you left all that, you started detailing or? When I left all that, I started playing more golf and curling in the winter. And then my wife was tired of seeing my cute face every day. <laughs> told me I needed to find something to do to get out of the house because I was driving her absolutely bonkers yeah so I, I I didn't know what to do and I one night I'm on the golf course with a buddy of mine Jeff 
And I said, I got to find something to do. Jen's flipping out on me. And he says, yeah, I know Andrea's doing the same to me. His, his personal, uh, his wife. And uh, and because Jeff had, was sort of semi-retired also from his, his uh, gig. So anyways, I, I found a detail shop in town and I started detailing and it, it worked out well. You know, I hired two girls to do the detailing and I managed. I brought the customers in. Well, they actually brought the customers in yeah. because everybody wanted them to clean their car. So it was great. Right. So at nine o'clock in the morning, I'd have the girls out front meeting the customers and, you know, and we grew and next thing you know, I'd hired another girl or two girls. Nice. Right, then my wife said, why are you only hiring girls? I said, I don't know. It seems to be working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, sex, sex sells. I mean. And, and you know what? It wasn't all about that because we actually had uniforms, branded. Right. It was yeah. nothing. You know what? It was just a matter of, I think that the girls were more OCD than okay. the guys too. And back then, like when I, I didn't know anything about polishing a car or, or detail, like it was vacuuming, you know, the typical yeah. detail, right? Yeah. So we charge 175 bucks. You come in, we clean it inside out and you go home. Yeah. And, and that's what it was, right? I think it was 175 bucks for a car, uh, 220 for a van or a truck. And then if you brought in something bigger, like a cargo van, it was 250 or something. Like that. Yeah. No, and, 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 that's you're, what and you're kind of right because, you know, and again, I say sex sells, but you know, when I was running the car washes, I loved having the girls as the service advisors because kind of twofold, right? So, so one sex sells, if you had a cute girl, the guys, you know, they'd be like, huh, you want to wax today? And the guys are going to buy it. Right. Cause yeah. they, they don't want to like, you know, think that they're not manly enough or whatever the girl is talking to them. But then on the flip side, women would buy stuff from them because they felt they felt like they weren't the the male service writer that was trying to get over on them or tell them they needed something that they didn't. And and my female service advisors at all the car washes that I ever had them at always did better than their, than their male counterparts, right? Yeah. Um, and again, it's just because they could play both of the genders, you know, in in two different ways. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it's smart. It's smart. Yeah. And then one day I had a lady come in and ask me for ceramic coating. I didn't know what it was. Uh -huh. So I sat at the computer with one of my employees, Lindsay, and we Googled it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I won't say the company name, but a company name came up and I called them and I asked them if I could get some coatings from them or what do I need to do? Because I had a customer that, and this little old lady had 32 cars. Oh, wow. And uh, she was bringing in two for us to do and try. And anyways, and this company told me to go take a long walk off a short bridge. <laughs> so yet today, only a handful of people who know who this company is. But let me just say that I'm looking in the rearview mirror to see them now. Detailers, let me tell you why Slick is the perfect silica spray. Slick has made protecting your car easier than ever before. The amount of depth and gloss that is left behind after using Slick will leave everyone speechless. What is the biggest complaint about silica sprays? It's the streaking and smearing left behind for you to deal with on your car's paint, taking away from the gloss and shine. Slick is the first completely streak-free silica spray on the market which provides the greatest user experience available. Some of Slick's benefits are the UV inhibitors to add to UV protection, High quality silica, allowing slick to work well with ceramic coatings, waxes, and sealants. It can be used as a drying aid, maintenance for coatings, 
on windows, rims, and it's safe on trim. And no streaking leads to a safer application because the more streaks, the more you have to wipe. And we all know the more you touch a car, the more damage you incur. So go to the Detail Supply app and pick up some slick today. And remember, use the code DETAIL15 at checkout to save 15% off your purchases. That's DETAIL15 because you are a Detail Solutions podcast listener and save 15% off your purchases. They should they should, they should have been a little bit more open to the idea of maybe right. doing business. <laughs> right. You know, because just, I've been in the distribution game 27 years, so I knew all about So I, I called, I, I Googled the next, I found IGL. I called Kyung, we started chatting on the phone. I explained to him the situation and he said he didn't have a distributor in Canada. I said, that's okay. I said, uh, let, let's see how it works. Maybe I might be your guy. And he's like, well, what do you mean? You're going to be, might be my guy. I, you know, you own a small detail shop. I said, well, I'll tell you a little bit about my, my background after, but let's see if this works. So I bought some product. He shipped it over. And then we actually did a, not a zoom, but a FaceTime. Yeah. And he walked me through the process and with the girls, because they were doing the work. I wasn't. And, uh, you know, and we, I hired actually Kyle Mastine, who now owns that shop, who was our manager eventually for Jeff and I, because I brought Jeff into that business with me. And Kyle now owns it outright, but he was one of the best paint correctors in all of Ontario. Oh, wow. So we brought him in and he, he looked after like the largest Porsche collection in Canada, the largest whatever, you know, he, he had a lot of very high prestige customers. Right. So he came in and he polished all the cars and did a great job. And then the girls would apply the coatings. So it was a good tag team, right? Yeah. And Kyle didn't mind. He liked coming in and working with the girls and the girls didn't mind. They didn't have to do all the bad stuff. They just yeah. looked out. Anyways, we, we really started pumping out some coatings and stuff. And then I called Kyung. I said, uh, okay, I need to order more product. He said, I don't have a Canadian distributor. I said, well, what is it going to take for me to be your Canadian distributor? And then he says, well, it's going to take you guys to say that you're going to buy X amount a year or whatever. A commitment, right? Right. But there was a number attached to that commitment. I said, okay, no problem. So four or five days later, uh, you know, I get a call saying, hey, uh, uh, well, you sent money. I said, well, isn't that what you said it was going to be for the Canadian? He said, yeah. But I, well, I said, well, you, you, he says, well, what do you want? I said, I don't know what you sell. I said, what's that going to buy me? Whatever I sent you. So <laughs> we started like that. That's how it started. And then I'm, I'm on the golf course the next Thursday. And I said to Jeff, I said, did you find anything to do? Because, you know, because I knew he, he was in the same boat as me. And he says, yeah. no, not yet. I said, why don't you Google this IGL coatings thing? Go take a look. And he come back. And he said, oh, my God, that ever sound pretty cool. It sounds like we're right at the right at the forefront of the whole explosion right. of the coating. I said, I think the timing is pretty good. I said, you know what, well, with your background, my background, we know fuck all about detailing. We know really nothing about the industry or the people in it. But I think that we're good people. And I think that if we can bring our business skills into it, I think we can make a good go of this. And he says, okay, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. And he did. And he called, oh, I love this. I think, I, yeah, okay, I'm interested. I said, perfect. You owe me this much. <laughs> so, so I had a partner. So then I said, okay, now we're going to go to Vegas because it was SEMA, I think, was just like a month away or whatever. Okay. And we go to SEMA and uh, we show up and uh, nobody's at the booth. Nothing. There's a hood in the booth. It was like a small little 10 by 10. It was a fucking disaster. I hate to say it, but it was a disaster. Yeah. 
I looked at Jeff. I said, what are we doing here? This is Mickey Mouse. So anyways, we, uh, we, 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 we started watching what they were doing and all day they're polishing a hood. They're not looking at people walking by. They're not engaging with customers. Fuck all. And, uh, and we were just there for Canada. So we were just looking for people, you know, if we saw Canada on the yeah. badge, we, we'd approach them, right? Hey, how are you? We're, we're with this company. Yeah, we're good. But it, it wasn't a good feel. And, uh, and the next day, again, I show up and everybody's half hour late. Like the show started, but they're half hour late. I can't even get into Canada. So I said, okay, this is not going to work for me like this. So we basically told Kyung that, you know, this has got to change, dude. You got to, you want to run a business. We got to run it professionally. We got to run it right. We got to build it right. You need a good foundation, any company, any detail shop, you need a good foundation. It's not just about, you know, having this machine or having a vacuum and go, right. You, you got to really know where you want to go to get to the end game. Cause otherwise you're never going to, you're never going to find a finish line. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so we, uh, we basically said, well, I think you're going to be calling us and asking us to, to look after the U.S. And he said, oh, no, 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 I don't think so. I think we're okay in the U.S. Da, da, da. Three months later, we got a phone call asking us if we wanted to take over the U.S. Now, at the time, was there somebody, there was somebody who had the U.S., right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They, they were kind of the ones that had, that were doing the. It, it was, listen, I'll be honest with you. It was a small detail shop in, in, a, in a very weird location in the U.S., didn't make sense to have a distributor in that part of the, that part of the planet. So right, I got you. You know, and 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 again, uh, no knocks to any of the distributors, uh, any of the detailers that are trying to be distributors, but I think that you fully got to be committed to one or the other. Either you're yeah. a detailer or you're a distributor. Yeah, you can't play yeah. both oh, yeah. hats. You can't play both hats. And, and, and I mean, everybody tries and everybody's got a product and I'm coming up with a new product. I'm coming up, you know, everybody wants to invent something. That's great. Uh, but remember, if you're, if you're, how do I want to say it? Uh, if you're taking, if you're a detailer and you're focusing 20% of your time on building a brand or building a product or building something, uh, that means that you're taking 20% out of your effort, out of your generating income of your business right because the detailing is what's generating the income today if you're taking 20 percent of your time out of that to focus here uh, you're you're cheating yourself over there and 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 i think that you don't want to and you're right i mean with with something like this Right. It's, it's different if you're going to sell a couple of products out of your shop or something, but when you're oh, taking totally. on, no, no, but that's a retailing, that's not right, distribution. Right. When you're taking big on something difference. this big, it's, it, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, you have to be 100% at it. Otherwise you're not ever going to do anything. And that was um, when I was at the car wash before I left um, the, the owner had a distribution deal with Simon Eyes. And, and he took care of a lot of, a lot of car washes in town that weren't his. And so when we, when I, when I got him into doing this type of detailing, we went out and got a distribution with Rupes. We went out and got a distribution with some of the other chemical companies. And I told him, I said, listen, if you want to do more with this than just get it cheap for your car washes, you know, we have to go out, we have to sell this stuff. We have to push it. And, and like, that was his problem was he didn't, 
he didn't believe in it enough to pay to keep paying me my my salary for me to go around to like different detail shops and other car yeah. washes and dealerships yeah. and try to sell it you know and then he's yelling at me like we bought all this shit and you're not selling it and i'm like okay but you won't let me leave the property to go sell it you know <laughs> and there was there was a constant back and forth so you're absolutely right i mean you yeah. if you're not doing it full time you're you're it, never it, and when we took over igl there was 45 customers oh wow that was it hmm. so the first thing we did is we called the 45 people and asked them some questions we said why are you buying igl what do you like about the product or what don't you like about the product how's the service and and you know and then when talking to people you learn a lot and and then you ask them what other products do they use and you get to learn a bit about those companies and what what's their weaknesses over there and what's their strengths right you know because it's like anything else if i'm going to go into an interview or if i'm going to like you know if I, I know both of you guys so it's different but if i didn't know both of you guys and you invited me to come on a zoom with you first thing i'd do is i'd google both of you i'd want to find out a little bit more i'd go check out your facebooks you know because I, I want to be prepared right exactly you know what i mean and it's like going for a job interview right you want to be prepared so for us when we were going to start calling you know detailers and saying hey uh hi we're, we're igl you know and when we first did that let me tell you, a lot of people didn't know who IGL was five and a half years ago, you know, and, uh, and, and I think that uh, certain moves we made really helped us elevate. Yeah. And, and then we, then we knew that we were doing things right. But the biggest thing was, is uh, shipping of the product, try to be efficient, try to having product in stock was a big thing. So, you know, we pride ourselves in that we carry probably anywhere from 750 to a million dollars worth of product in the warehouse at all given times. Wow. There's product. Yeah. And you guys know this. If we're out of product, sometimes we'll fly it in. Yeah. And there's no money to fly in products, guys. They're, right. Right. Because like, you're, you're losing for us, all, there isn't. Yeah, yeah. You're losing it all on the flight. Um, and that's but the one thing. Service. Right. And that's the one thing I can say about IGLs. There's very rarely have I ever seen, you know, anybody put up a thing like we're out. Um, yeah. And usually if you're out, it's like, hey, guys, it's sitting in customs. We'll have it in, in a day or two. Just bear with us kind of deal. Yeah. You guys very rarely are ever like out, out. The only thing we won't fly in is the five liters right there. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, because then forget it, we're, we're, we'd lose our shirt. Yeah. So yeah. If, if I'm out of Genco or if I'm out of uh, pre-code or an answer, we'll fly in 500 mLs. Yeah, I'm not going to make much money when I get in and move it out, but at least I'm keeping my customers yeah. going. You know, and, and the next containers, you know, I, I think right now we had a container arrive last week. We have a 40-footer arriving in two weeks and then we have another 40 footer leaving in two weeks so there's always yeah so you guys are almost every other week getting a container there's something yeah. coming yeah. if not if not arriving coming yeah 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 no that's yeah. That's, that's good yeah um so so what year was this when you guys took over or okay so let's go what year was it when you jumped in with Canada and then what year was it when you took over North America? Well, we, we jumped in with Canada, <clears throat> I want to say in, what are we, 2021? So I want to say 2015. Okay. And then we probably took over US 2016. 
Okay. When we took over the U.S., like I said, we had 40, 35, 45 customers. I remember because it was a sheet and we split it. Here, Jeff, you call that. I call that. <laughs> Fuck, we were done the next day. What do we do now? Like, we bought this gun. Like, what do we do now? Like, right, right. Uh, but, you know, it was interesting because by talking to one detailer, they, hey, maybe you should call Billy down the road or, hey, maybe you should call Peter up the street or call Joanne or. Yeah. So that's, that's you know, and, and it worked out well. And then we, you know, we were definitely in people's faces at SEMA after that. We had a professional booth. From that point on, we never had a hood. We never had a car. We, you know, we don't have girls, clantly girls in our yeah. booth, uh, just not in our beliefs. You know, and somebody comes and says, well, how do I know what your coating looks like versus the next one? Go to that booth. They got a car that's coated. They all look the fucking same. You're yeah. not going to be able to tell the difference between a coated vehicle from my product or Ceramic Pro or G Technique. Yeah. They say it's coated. They all look the same. Okay. Right. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. And, and the one thing Performance that I. Performance is the difference. Right. And the one thing I really Performance like. Performance and longevity. Yeah. Exactly. One, the one thing I like about, you know, my experiences with the with the different shows mte here in orlando and and the the sema that i came out with igl is is it's really you know the booth really kind of becomes like that family gathering and then yeah. and then it's, it really is right yeah. and, and that's then why it, we have the couches there right, right. <laughs> and, and again i mean like i haven't used a lot of other coatings to, yeah. to to venture to other booths um, but even just walking around, like you don't have like that cluster of people like like at IGL. And yeah. and it's, you know, yeah, the 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 guys and girls and the sales team and and everything that's that's there to do a job, but then you've got, you know, this whole other extended, you know, installer family base that's like, you know, overhear somebody talking and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you know, you really need to do this, you really need to do that. Like get, you know, so it's it's almost like you have the salespeople, but then you have the installers there kind of, you know, giving they're, they're our best, they're our best salespeople. Yeah. You know, when we let's do our party, let's not forget Senior Frogs, okay? Yeah, like yeah. Frogs. Exactly, yeah. Like when we do our party, first thing we tell people is come out to our party, you know, and oh, I don't use IGL. That's fine. You don't have to use IGL to come out to our party. Right. If you come out to our party, you'll meet a lot of people that do use IGL and you're going to get their perspective on the product and company versus mine. Cause I'm going to tell you it's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you ask Alex or Jason, they might tell you it's great, but Joel's an asshole. You know, <laughs> whatever, whatever, right? No, but I mean, and that's, yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing is because, I want people to really talk to other people, not just our salespeople, because that's their livelihood. They have yeah. to do. Yeah, and, and and it's kind of like you know, how do you how do you trust a salesman? Because that's yeah. the, that's yeah. their job is to sell yeah. you. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what? It's frustrating sometimes because FEMA, you know, somebody will be in our booth and I'll and I'll see like okay, a ceramic probe guy there standing there looking at the customer talking to me, and I'm like, why is that guy staring at us? Oh, because I'm ceramic pro and he's making sure that i'm not switching companies so you know and and i then when i'm done talking to them i'll bring them over and i'll say here tom here's your customer back i wasn't stealing him <laughs> i was opening his eyes to maybe the possibility of doing business with more than one company right mm-hmm. you know and that's the difference too is you know people gotta get that you're still in my customer you're, you're doing this you're doing that no you know what we're just trying to help people grow their business. I've had people call me and ask me and tell me I, I sell PPF. How can I, what can I do to grow my business? And, and I, and I work with them, you know, 
I've had I, I've had uh, customers tell me that they were going to go to Expel, but they're not going to go to Expel now because Expel, if you don't use their coding, you can't yeah. use their PPF. So mm-hmm. you know, as far as I know, Expel doesn't pay the people's rents for their buildings and running their businesses. So you know, you can tell Jason Bruno that you know, hey, this is the price, but you can't tell Jason Bruno you can't buy this, this or that. Right. You can't tell him that. That's his business. Yeah. And I, I think that's I, when I heard that, I, I thought that was kind of crazy. I mean, I thought that was either a way for Expel to lose a lot of clientele or 5,200 installers over here. Yeah. Or just, you know, you're going to have people that are going to buy whatever they need of your coding and they're just going to throw on their other stuff, you know, yeah. because they. But, but that's the problem. Like right now, by doing what they're doing and acting the way they're acting, they're shutting the door on 5,200 possible clients. Right. Because not saying that our clients are not going to leave us to go there, but if, if they were maybe a little bit more open to say, because I've always said, if I own a Lamborghini, I'm going to take it to the Lamborghini dealership for an oil change. You know what I mean? I'm not going to take it to Honda. So I'm, I'm a very strong advocate to, uh, if you're going to be using an IGL coding, you should be prepping with IGL and you should be maintaining with IGL on the IGL coatings. So I'm also a strong proponent that if I'm going to be installing an XPEL on my car, that maybe XPEL might be a good coding for the XPEL PPF because yeah. as far as I'm concerned, they should have done the test, the training, because it's their family right. of products. Right, right. And unless they're just, hey, we're missing out on a bunch of stuff and we're going to throw a coding on there. That's exactly it. I yeah. swear to God, because I don't know too much about Expel, but like all I know is that they were a PPF company and they saw, you know, well, maybe we can get into the coding industry as well. See, there's a lot of people topping our PPF with coding. So why yeah. don't we just jump into that? And bam, Expel coding. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? Everybody saw the money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they, they all jumped across on. the board, you know, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But it's, you know, the biggest frustration and, and, and like when, okay, so we were two and a half years owning IGL before we had a marine coding. And I was bitching for marine coding <clears throat> two and a half years when we, like at the beginning. Right. And, and I was told that, you know what, we've been testing, uh, we're in year three of our testing, we're not ready to release yet. And, and, and I, to me, it was very frustrating. And, but anyways, I, I learned to grow out of the frustration. And, and I also learned that when we went to Malaysia, Jeff and I, for our travel that uh, two years ago when we went, uh, we learned that IGL is not a coatings company. It's not a detailing company. IGL is really an R&D company. Right. You know, that's the primary function of IGL. And if you ask Kyung, what does IGL do? They are a research and development company. So actually they do a lot of work for OEM in Korea. Mm. So a lot of the Korean manufacturers, so Hyundai, Kia, whatever, different yeah. companies, they, they work on the backside of things doing and developing and working R&D for a lot of other companies. And, and, and I respected that more <laughs> once I understood that they're not just going to release something for the sake of releasing something. And, that, and, and, and I guess today that's what makes me laugh the most is, you know, a company pops up tomorrow and they got a seven-year coding. They haven't been around seven months, but they got a seven-year coding. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And that's one you of know? the things, you know, when I, when I talk to Danny, you know, and, and ask Danny questions is he's like, you know, we don't, we don't put it out until it's ready. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to rush. And it's it frustrating. Through. How long have we been talking about the bedliner, uh, Alex? Oh my God. I yeah. learned about that shit two years ago, <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly. I was, I, dude, right? I was just going to mention right? that shit. Right. Like, seriously. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there, and, and it's not that it's not there. It's just not there. Yeah. for them they're expecting right. because when it goes it's gotta go and it's gonna be right i don't know if you ever saw like you know we talk graphene for example uh and it's a big topic nowadays yeah. mm-hmm. and if you ever look at igl's graphene if you ever go in and into the website not the, our website but iglcoatings.com website and you go to the blogs and you really see the how they developed and how they built our graphene coating uh-huh. it's actually reverse technology than everybody else's on the market and, and it's and it's and it's how they stack the the different whatever it's over my head yeah <laughs> but it's very cool and it's very different and and that was something else i didn't understand i kept saying because again we post everything right we yeah. go to our website you'll see our msds you'll see our tds you see all of our installers and we get so much fun. Why do you put all your installers up there? Oh my God. You know, and, and it's funny because we'll know, okay, this week CarPro's targeting our installers. Right. Because somebody will be hitting the website in that specific area for three, four hours. So you know that they're they're just calling, calling, yeah. calling, right? How would you like a free coding? Let me send you a free coding. Let me send you this. Let me send you that. And 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 people say, why do you do that? Well, you know what, if we don't do a good job looking after our customers and taking care of you guys, then you have an excuse to leave. But if I do a good job looking after you and taking care of you, take advantage of the free coding, hang up the phone, never pick it up again with the call. I don't know. Right. You know, I I can't be scared to lose my customers to another product. Uh, I got to do a good job to providing you the very best product that allows you to make the very best money. Right. And, well, uh, and it's like, it, it's like what you said a few minutes ago. I mean, who says you can't use multiple different 100%. brands, you know, I mean, it's, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that, that I've always liked about, about you guys with IGL is you guys never say, well, if you're going to use this company, you can't use us anymore. You, you're like, okay, cool. You know, as long as, you know, there's room in the market for everybody. There, there's there's also i'll be honest but there's also that happy be like i i'm i'm okay with good better best type of thing yeah. but if it goes good better best wonderful amazing uh try fabulous uh then <laughs> i'm out you know right. i had a guy uh two months ago call me up and uh he wanted our coding so i sat and i talking to him on the phone and i said okay well can you tell me where yeah i'm a ceramic pro installer i said oh cool do you use any? Oh, yeah, I use G-Technique. Oh, right on. Yeah, I use SB3. I use SPS. And I just stopped them right there. And I said, well, you don't need IGL. Yeah. I said, you've got you've got some really great brands that you're working with. And you've mentioned four of them. You, 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 you know, Ceramic Pro, G-Technique, SB3, SPS. They're all great brands. Right. I said, why don't you, why don't you try to focus and really work and build your business around maybe one of them? Yeah. You know, why, 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 why do you want, why do you want IGL? Well, I want that Kenzo thing, you know, or I want this or I want that. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, I think 
when I when I hear about guys like that or even girls like that, I just <clears throat> think that they're confused. Well, they're trying to hoard the whole market in their area. You know, let me let me grab every brand so nobody else can kind of come in and do this brand. Um, which I, I'm glad that you did what you did because some of those other brands probably should have said, hold up a second. You, you, you already got how many and you're trying to get, you know. Um, so well, no. my, my pitch to the guy was, is I think you're confused. And I think that your consumers or your customers are going to think you're confused. Yeah. You've got, you know, you, I don't know about you, but when I go eat at a restaurant, I like it when I grab my menu and it's here and here and that's it yeah i don't like when i grab a menu and it's yeah you go I'm to, on page i'm on page yeah. 15 the cheesecake you know? factory you go to the like, cheesecake factory yeah. and they hand you a novel and you're like yeah. <laughs> yeah. because because in my mind i'm thinking okay well this product here that meal there requires specific type of potato maybe i don't yeah. know and i'm thinking how many of those is he actually selling so how long is that ingredient been sitting yeah so (laughs) you know i i like the guys that i know okay i may pay a little bit more but i like to know that if i'm going somewhere for steak and lobster that the steak and lobster arrived today right and i'm eating it tonight yeah and then tomorrow when i go back they may have fresh halibut yeah i'm okay with that i'll pay extra for that and that's why i think i gel is trying to be is and and that's why we have our trifold. It's almost like a menu a la carte. Mm-hmm. I always tell the guys, Lamb, <clears throat> put it on your counter. That's your upsell. Right. You know, that's where your exactly. upsell. Yeah. You know, and 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 it's not much. It's not 15 pages. It's one. It's laminated. There it is. Right. You know, the, it's the whole keep it simple, stupid technique. Yes. Yeah. You know, and 100%. because because again, I mean, customers or clients, you know, they know very little. about this and and you know when when you start throwing all these things out at them they're already confused i mean we talked about this last week with brian guy customer confusion you know and they're already confused and you're just throwing more stuff at them so you know it's like you said the bit the the good better best is okay but once you start price point you know you're talking right yeah yeah you know bronze silver gold one two three whatever you know however you want to do it but once you start getting in the four, five, six, seven, eight, like all of a sudden the yeah. customer, you see their eyes start glaze over. They don't know what's going. All they, all they, you know, see is dollar signs popping up, popping up, popping up, popping up. But uh, again, if the detailer instead of wasting their time having all of this stuff and tying up their money into different, because I guarantee you, if the guy sells five, six coatings, you're going to walk into his shop and he's going to have some inventory somewhere, right, and some right. of it's going to have dust on it. And then when, you know, something like COVID hits and he's having a hard time paying his bills, every time he opens that cupboard and he sees the dust on that, he's swearing at that company. I don't want it to be mine. That's why having it in stock, us having it in stock, you ordering it today, getting it in two days, to me, that's important. Right. Because I want you to keep your money in your pocket to reinvest it in your marketing or your business to grow your business. You know what I mean? And you're right. Because the, the, the more you have laying around, I mean, I, you know, Jason and I have had this conversation <clears> many <throat> times. I'm a very minimalist when it comes to my compounds and polishes and things like that. And Jason's like, man, you got to try this. You got to try this. You got to try this. And I'm like, dude, I'll get to it when I get to it. Because, you know, again, if you have four or five different coatings sitting there and you're not using them all, that's wasted revenue. 
right? Like you spent money on it. You're not using to make money. And then coding. <laughs> Bro, like, don't, don't, don't use me as an analogy. No, again, no, 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 but I'm just saying, because <laughs> we, we have this conversation. Yeah. Know, but in coding go bad after a while. And all my polishes, all of them get I know, used. I know you do, but I'm just saying, I like coding is totally different. It is. Coding it is. Totally it is. It and is. I get, I get what you're saying and I get where you're going. Just different analogy. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. It's well, what's, what's, what, what's really frustrating is when I get a call and I get, oh, I won't lie, I get about, let's say five to 10 a week minimum. Uh-huh. I'll get a call and it'll be, uh, hi, uh, I just had my car coded with uh, one of your products. And I was just wondering, what do I do to maintain it? What products do I need to buy to maintain oh, it? Oh, dude, that's the detailer's fault right yeah. there. And, and, they shouldn't and, be calling and, you. And, and, and this is the biggest frustration because I keep I keep telling everybody, and I think I do it in all of my lives, is, guys, you're leaving money on the table. Everybody <laughs> who walks out of your shop after a coding should be walking out with $120, $150 worth of products. Yeah. you got to equip that guy. you got to teach him what he needs. You know what I mean? And then when I sit down and I tell the customer, okay, well, you're going to have to go to the website. You're going to have to, but then I say to them, well, why don't you go back to your detailer? Because you're not going to pay the $15 shipping. I'm going to have to charge you and, and, you know, and, and pay retail. So you're going to pay the same retail at Alex's shop that you're online, but yeah. minus the $15 because yeah. Alex has already covered that in his and order. That's what I do. I, I tell my clients, I say, Hey, you know, I'll get you some stuff. I'll save you the shipping on it. You know, because yeah, I'll, it's a I'll, no-brainer, right? Yeah. And, and but but yet but yet I get five to ten calls a week. That's crazy, <clears throat> you know. And, and you guys know. Here's another example of bad businessing. So we have five hundred dollars or more is free shipping. Yeah. I I think today I think I saw two orders. There were four hundred and eighty-eight dollars, and the other one was four hundred and ninety-six dollars. So they paid fifteen dollars shipping. I called the guy for fun. I said, if you would have ordered like a bottle of wash, what's a bottle of wash? Eight bucks, nine bucks. Yeah. I said, you would have got free shipping. And yeah, but I didn't need it. No, you don't get it. Right. You just gave me $15. <laughs> yeah. It's like going to the church. And I'm going to pass the hat around. You know what? Yeah. It. Like you, you spent more. You spent I, I more buying less than $500 than you yeah. would just buying that one product. And, right. And, and, and I don't, it's not that I don't want your money. But I don't want your money when it's that because I'd rather you keep it and invest it in marketing my brand maybe within your business. Right, exactly. And do a better job that way to grow. But when you when you when you spend money foolish, and we'll get guys that'll order like, oh, I need to order this right away and I need you to overnight. Like delete. Delete's a big one for overnights. I don't know why. But a lot of people will order delete in an emergency. Like, I, I don't know, a bottle of deletes, what, 19 bucks, 18 bucks? Yeah. A- and they'll spend like 45 bucks overnight FedEx. <sighs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Where do you live? Do you not have anybody around you that could have delete or yeah. whatever? Like, I don't know. But well, I, I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, the, sh- the car shows up and there's water spots on it and it's panic mode. But, yeah, but as a responsible but, but detailer, you, know, you should have, have that on your stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you should, should have that on stock. I've got two bottles. I mean, you should have an extra bottle all the time. I've got two yeah, bottles. Whether, whether you use the lead or any other water spot remover, like, you know, especially Florida detailers, that yeah. shit needs to be in gallons. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where we sell the most five liters. Yeah. Wow. Florida and Hawaii. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, Hawaii gets yeah. pretty bad rain, acidic rain too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we get exactly. uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, of delete out there too. And now a lot of Genco. Genco's really uh, because Take if off. it comes in and it hasn't been sitting on the car like for two weeks or whatever, yeah, Genco will look after it. If it's yeah. hard, hard, then you're gonna need straight up delete. But right, right. Yeah. No, that that was that was nice when we had Jen on the to talk about that. That was yeah. Crazy. That was that was that was a crazy yeah. episode, man. <laughs> the last what, of the go, three hours or something. Yeah, the last of the three hour episodes. Um, hey, listen, I got Love Island to watch later, so we ain't doing three hours. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Um, so I I know I want to ask something. Um, actually, Bruno kind of brought it up, and he's not talking about it, so I'm going to ask it. Um, I want to talk about. You know, how did Marcus come about into Man, you know, take my damn question. You you weren't asking. Yeah, because so... y'all two chatterboxes. <laughs> you gotta jump in, man. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna so Jason, what Jason... you wanna ask me, Jason? Yeah, Jason wants to know about Marcus. Yeah, I wanna know how Marcus came in. I mean, I kinda know personally already, um, but for our listeners and everything, how did Marcus Parsley um, become a part of IGL and and how did he become where he is today you know with the whole um, yeah uh, training center in, in uh, Lexington Kentucky yeah so pretty simple so we met Marcus pretty well almost at the beginning probably four I don't know six eight months into the business uh, I met Marcus uh, over the phone uh, because we were talking uh, I was talking with Pavel Z. Uh, about uh, certain products and uh, we were talking about our industrial commercial coating eclipse which mm-hmm. we were developing at the time and uh, and he was he had given me a guy's name from ceramic pro that we were talking to also and we were having conversations and then he said well one of my good friends he knows quite a bit about this stuff too and he, which was Marcus and we got on the phone we started to talk and and all this and then I said to him, I said, uh, okay, cool. And uh, what well, we wanted to know a bit more. And I, I asked him, like, what is it that you're looking for in this type of industrial commercial coding? And we talked about that. And uh, anyways, I, I really, the conversation went really, really well. Like we, it was almost like you guys and Jen, three hours. All of a sudden, it's three hours later. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> talking to this guy. And, uh, and it was really interesting. And uh I asked him, I said, what do you, and he was, he was pretty diehard ceramic pro at the time. And uh, I said, well, can, can I, for fun, can I send you a coating? He says, yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ceramic pro. I said, yeah, no, that's cool. I have no problem with that. You know, it doesn't hurt to take a look or try or smell yeah. something different. So he got it the next uh, two days later or whatever. And he, he couldn't get over that it. it didn't smell. And then I told him, I said, uh, you know, just apply the base. You know, you can do the whole car. Uh, five, ten minutes flash time, you'll be fine. Uh, and uh, anyways, he calls me up about two hours later. And he says, this is a joke, right? This isn't really it. Like, can't be this easy. And I said, no, that's it. He says, you're serious. He said, yeah, that's it. He says, it doesn't smell. It uh, the glow of the gloss is incredible, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he says, fuck, I love it. I said, okay. And then I, I knew there was something about him that I, I really clicked. Like, obviously, you, you know, you guys know a little bit, Marcus, and I clicked quite a bit. Obviously, yeah. Gunner Joel Parsley 
you know, that's uh, Gunner's middle name. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty honored by that. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's almost like I found a kindred brother, right? Right. And and I said to Jeff, I said, I got to get on a plane. I got to go to Kentucky. He says, what are you going there for? I said, I got to meet this guy. I got to go sit down with him, meet him and talk to him. And so we did for a bit. And then we didn't really, you know, we were just starting to go away. So anyways, we, we, we invited him to join the team and he did. And, uh, you know, he's a little bit more mature. I won't say older, but I'll use the word mature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then, you know, then a Brian or a Kevin Cox or a Jen or, and it's funny because everybody says you guys went for all the military guys. And I don't think we did. It just happened like Kevin Cox. He's pretty big into the Air Force side. And, you know, I think he was an engineer or something on that side of things. It's it's almost kind of hard in this industry. I mean, this industry is full of, of. Well, yeah, I asked a question and I should be asking Jason the question. Like when you guys leave the military, I know in Canada, and, I, and and it's not detailing, but I know in Canada, the, the government, when you retire from the military, they'll give you money for retraining or for whatever. But for some reason, to me, it just seems like all these military guys in the U.S., they're all going to detail. And so I was wondering if the military gives money for them to go learn another trade. Like, do you guys... So, um, in the military in the United States, we get free education benefits, so we can go to college for free. Okay. Um, the trade school is for free also, but unfortunately, detail it doesn't cover any, any anything in the detail industry. I, I've tried to push for it a couple of years ago and kind of fell flat with that, and I still want to do something for veterans to get into the detail industry because I, I'll be a biggest advocate for it, that um, having a military background is definitely something that helps a detailer you know as far as being particular you know uh, and having a, attention to detail and and you know yeah. uh, but i think ptst has also been attached to ocd right it, yes um so uh, i have ptsd and yeah. i found that detailing is very calming for yeah. somebody with PTSD because it gets you into a zone where you kind of just block out everything around you. And that's huge for somebody who has PTSD because, uh, you know, I'll use like, let's say like the 4th of July or, or something that had like a big celebration, you know, everything going on around you kind of gives you scatterbrains and that's when too much you kind of go. Yeah. It's too much. But when you have something to focus on, whether you're detailing or doing a paint correction or ceramic coating, you know, you're, you're focused. You got like tunnel vision at that point. Yeah. Yeah. My wife has anxiety, not PTSD, but maybe some form of it, but she has heavy anxiety in people and, uh, and, and roots. Like if we're going to Alex's house, we always have to go a certain way to go to Alex's house. Mm. I can't go a different way because yeah. it'll freak her out. You know what I mean? Mm. Right. Yep. So, and, uh, and that's, uh, Hey, listen, you, you learn to live with it and you adapt to those things. Right. They're new. Yeah. 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 So Marcus, that's how it became. And then Marcus, uh, you know, he, we, we needed, a, obviously we were busy growing the business and looking for new opportunities. So my focus was trying to get people like auto geek and detailed images, like some of those guys. So while I'm doing that, I can't be managing the people like yeah. Brian, Jennifer and, and Marcus was mature and he's had experience managing people in the military or whatever his past, excuse me, his past life. So it was a, just a perfect fit. And, and then 
2019 came around, uh, COVID, uh, uh, or 2020 COVID, yeah. whatever, and uh, and we were we weren't sure what was going to happen. To be honest, like, oh my God, what are we going to do, right? And, and then we grew 44 percent. You know, and, isn't that crazy? Liz, I, I, I have to I have to say this because everybody I talk to in this in this in, in this industry blew up last year like from from just detailers to to the companies to everything and and we were supposed to be shut down right <laughs> I, I think what happened and 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 i attributed a lot to like we grew a lot and a lot of it like listen a lot of it was like our our, our resellers like the auto geeks of the world the detail images or whatever and i think what happens is that uh, because of COVID, a lot of people were were secluded, right? You weren't yeah. allowed to go, and so if I'm stuck at home, I'm gonna clean my car. Yeah. So I think a lot of people went online and and bought more of our products, and you know, or we're working from home. Yeah. You know, a lot of that was going on. And that, that's what I was thinking too. You know, people yeah. weren't tra- people weren't traveling. No. You know, people weren't doing this, they weren't doing that. So they had that extra money that well, hey, the disposable you know, income was crazy. Right. Now I you know, it's hey, safe. I've always I've always wanted to get my car done, you know, professionally detailed, ceramic coated, PPF, window tent, whatever, head yeah. to toe, back to forth, you know. So now they had the money to be able to do it. Um so hopefully Yeah, because you think if you live out in the rural part, I don't know. What what city are you, June Jason? Tampa. And Alex, you're I'm I'm just outside of Orlando. Okay, so which is the bigger one? Probably Orlando. Tampa. Tampa. Okay, so okay. so let's say Tampa. Big. Okay, so Orlando's more out- famous. Yeah, but if you're on the outskirts, yeah, more famous because I'm dizzy. But yeah. if you're on the outskirts and you're commuting into Tampa every day for work, right? So, I mean, listen, it's not California, but it's still going to take you time to get there, get home, right? Every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're an yeah. hour in, an hour back on the highway. So you're 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 busting gas. And then most of the cities, you have to pay for parking in the city. You just don't park for free. Yeah. So there's a cost for the parking. And then when it's lunch, you, you, most of the time you're going out for lunch because you're there. So you're spending lunch, you're spending parking, you're spending gas back and forth. You're spending a lot of time in the vehicle. So you're on your phone. So your cellular bills are maybe a little bit higher. So all of these costs by working at home have poof, vanished. Yeah. So now that extra you know, six, 700 bucks a month that I was spending just with my commutes, my lunches, my whatever, I was able to put that aside. If you do the math, 700 times 12 is, you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. It's uh, what, uh, 9,400, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So to me, that's like, wow, okay. So you just put an extra 94. Now, listen, your wife, she works in Tampa too. She goes a different spot. So she's got to do all those same expenses again, right? So now your household just saved eighteen, nineteen hundred, nineteen thousand dollars So yeah, there's a, there's a shitload of extra disposable income. But here's where the catcher comes now. Now these companies are saying, okay, well, we didn't lose momentum because of COVID. Unless you're in the service industry, okay? Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah. If you're in the restaurant, the whatever, I, I feel super bad. Uh, my wife and I made a pact that we would eat we would order three meals a week minimum from different restaurants that we we love to help try to keep them in business right Right. so we did a lot of that 
But if if you're a lot of the companies are saying we didn't lose momentum, why are we renting these 16 floor buildings that's costing us millions of dollars a month in rent when we were able to function with everybody working from their homes? Yeah. And our business grew and people are working from I'll be honest, a lot of people think, well, if everybody worked from home, there'd be a lot of slacking off. I think it's the opposite. It is. My I wife think- works from home. I think working from home, you work more because Mm -hmm. you know why it's too easy to go sit down at that fucking desk and turn on the computer. Yeah. So I think people actually, I think companies actually get more out of an employee working from home. I agree. And and I think that these are the things that now companies are realizing. So I think that you're going to see a lot of commercial real estate it's going to be cheap, 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 cheap. Yeah. And, and a lot of residential real estate is going to be hard to find and the prices are going to go up, especially for the middle to upper class, because what's happening is now, you know, I might've been living in a $300,000 home, but now I can afford that half million dollar home because, you know, Hey, we are saving 20 grand a year. Right. Exactly. So I think you're going to see that market be harder to get in. So it's going to be tougher to find a home three to 600 because more people are trying to get out of the lower into that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I just, that's the way I see it. I so, think you're pretty much spot on. Cause I yeah. think you just pretty much explained my life right now. <laughs> Literally <laughs> like my wife works from home. Yep. She's doing great. She's getting promoted and shit like that. We're about to move into a house and next month. So, I mean, literally yeah. you just explained my life. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and I think that it's a lot of other people's lives. And I think that that's the biggest thing. So, yeah, we were up quite a bit and uh, it was great. And then we started focusing on what do we do to retain our, our detailers and what do we do to increase our detailers? Because you get to a certain point where you you max out a lot or you yeah. whatever. So then what you got to do is look for different opportunities. So Aegis or, uh, or the uh, Bedline or Armour. Uh, you know, coming soon. Yeah. But again, <laughs> uh, but, but these are different markets. These are different yes. trainings. These are, so when we, we really built the training center uh, to be able to train people how to use ages, which is coming soon. And, uh, and because it's not going to be a product that is just going to be offered. If you do not go and attend a training, you will not be able to use this product. Right because it's going to require special equipment, uh, special things, right? Is, is that the sole yep. reason for the, for the training facility? Or did you guys just think, hey, you know. I, I wanted a training facility that really accommodated people for, I don't know if you, if you were you at SDC or did you no. see our class? Did you, you probably saw the videos. I, yeah, I saw the video. Okay. I, I, so I saw, the classroom I was the most important part to right. me for that. I mean, we're going to go back in the shop. We're going to show people a bit of things. We're not, we're not spraying water there. Uh, it'll be definitely a waterless shop, uh, but we're, and it's not open. Like it's closed 90% of the time, right? It's only going to be open when we're doing trainings. Gotcha. Marcus will be there to use the offices because uh, it's 45 minutes from home and he'll just get more done being there in the yeah. office. But the biggest thing is, is to be able to, uh, because Jeff and I have such a strong business background and, and, and we do mentor, uh, well, we, we both mentor a lot of people, not just in this industry, but in, in our past life industries. 
and I, I, I still see the value of teaching people the proper way to run a business. Right. And, and, you know, and it starts with the detailer because there's some detailers that are <laughs> fantastic detailers, you know, that's who they are. They're fantastic detailers, but don't put a customer in front of them because they're assholes. Right. They don't know how to talk to customers. And, and I always said, and I always preached, if you're too busy in your business, who's growing your business? You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of detailers that that's what they are. They're too busy in their business and nobody's really there growing their business. So what I want them to do is if it's Joanne or Bob or, or, or the, their wife or girlfriend that's growing their business, that's the person I want to see at the training. Right. Because those are the people we want to take in the back and teach them how to make that shop, that building more money. You know, I don't come on. I don't, I don't do these little spliffs and, you know, and, 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 and whatever, memorize something and come and repeat it 20 minutes right, later. Yeah. Uh, I, I, when I talk, I shoot from the hip. And, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, as, as long as I've ever known you, I mean, it seems like, you know, when you do your lives, you know, you could tell it's not scripted, you know, no. you're just getting on, you're like, Hey, I've got some stuff I need to get off my chest. I need to tell yeah. you guys, I want to share with you guys or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so with the training center, is that now just going to take, um, take over all the training. So like, you know, where before you guys would do, you know, a, a training here and a training there and a tra you know, like kind of all over the country, like most people do. Are you yeah. Guys yeah. I think, I think what we want to do is centralize it for now. Okay. And uh, who knows, you know, maybe another one somewhere else down the road, but right now I think it's important. Uh, we have, and the reason we pick Lexington is uh, it, it's very cheap. Yeah. You know, you, your hotels, uh, we, 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 we worked out a deal with Staybridge. So you get a suite, right? A little <laughs> kitchen and everything. And I think it's 75 bucks a night. Oh. So Very I mean, you're, if we put the, if we put the training center in Tampa or Nashville or Orlando, it ain't going to be 75 bucks a night. No. no. And so we wanted to make it affordable for anybody and everybody to come. Now, the classes are going to be a little more expensive, but if you're an IGL person, what we're going to do is we're going to drop like, a, I don't know, $450 credit maybe on your account, oh, okay. you know, to cover some of those costs, right? right, right. The costs yeah. that you're paying are basically to cover the overheads of bringing in the trainers or making sure that the food is there and right. all of that stuff, right? Yeah. But the biggest thing is, is I think it's nice because it'll be a secluded area. Uh, so people will be focused, not a lot of distractions, not a lot of distractions. Uh, and that's important. Yeah. Uh, it'll be very modern. Like, you know, we got the screens, uh, that, that, that are Wi-Fi. Uh, we got everything there. Right. So it'll be really, really modern and, right. uh, and, and ready to go. And, and we got great partners like flex auto fiber, uh, Ian and, and Chris, these guys are awesome guys. They work yeah. with us uh you know i think billy's I, billy's gonna do some stuff with you guys too isn't he yeah well billy's uh billy's renting the building like yeah. he's gonna rent the space to do something for billy and uh, i love billy you know what i mean uh i don't always love all the f-bombs he drops and he knows <laughs> that i tell him that all the time no but i do i tell him that all the time yeah. you know what i mean like there's but that's billy and, and that, that's okay yep. i guess but yeah. again again you you're 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 uh you know, I, I drop an F-bomb every once in a while. I apologize for it if I do. But, I mean, I just don't want to offend anybody. And I think right. that by doing too many, sometimes you offend people. And you're, you're a business owner. Now, Now Billy is really a business owner now. Oh, He's yeah. no longer 
he's got to focus 180% on the business and growing yep. the business and the brand EDG. And if I gel can help Billy grow, I'll be it. Uh, I don't have a problem helping Billy grow. He's a good yeah. guy. He comes from good and people. That's, that's another thing I think is, you know, you guys have been very, um, I guess, close knit with a lot of companies, right? It's not, it's not just. Hey, paid assassins. We were the first ones to donate yeah. stuff to give away to people. Mm-hmm. Well, but I'm not even talking like pain assassins. I'm talking about the, the relationships you guys oh. build in, in, in the industry with yeah. other, with other companies. Yeah. You know, like Randy yeah. Doyle, PNS and stuff right, like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the whole angel wax connection connection yeah. with, with Chris West and, and, you know, like you mentioned, Billy, I mean, you guys are very like, Hey, if we could all help each other, let's all help each other and not kind of keeping everybody at arm's length because you don't want them too close. So No, because I think, again, if we help the industry grow, we all grow, right? Right. And, and that's why my, my philosophy of is if we can help our detailers succeed and grow their business and increase their numbers, they're buying more product from me. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, one thing you'll, and, and, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not an IGL salesperson, but one thing I would say is I don't think that we've ever, and it's something that I don't preach because there's different ways or different approaches to selling things, but we've never called anybody at the end of the month and, oh, it's the end of the month, you need to buy, I need to pay, or I need to do, we're not that company, we never will be that company, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's more like it's the end of the month, you need your money more than I need your money. Right. You know what I mean? Focus on you because I want you around tomorrow. Yeah. And, and I've had people call me and say, hey, can I be uh, uh, IGL coatings of Tampa Bay? No, you can't. Well, what do you mean I can't? No. I would never allow anybody to call their business IGL coatings. Yeah, I like that. I like that's another thing that you've you've always said that. You've always no, said fucking way. No, don't sorry, promote your own, promote your own brand. Don't yeah, no, no, no. Cause I, cause there are other, there are other brands that are doing that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and that's an example. Expel is forcing people to do things. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, CP always has, uh, you know, and again, uh, not to, and I'm not, again, they're, they're great people. They're all great brands. Okay. Right. Just right. different management styles. Let's, yeah. let's put it that way. Oh, you're right. But, but I'm, I'm not that guy because, and people say, well, you're stupid because it should, no, you know what? I'm more the convenience store. You know, when you walk into the convenience store and you go in the back and you see the fridge, it's got Coca-Cola up top. It's got Pepsi up top. Yep. It's subtle, right? Yeah. It's in the business, but it's subtle. Yeah. Right. I want the banner on the wall. Yeah, absolutely. I want it outside, whatever, but I don't want you to take away from the Jason Bruno brand. Yeah. Or the Alex Russell brand, because that's really what you need to focus on and grow. Because if I'm gone tomorrow or IGL is gone tomorrow, what, what did you just do for the last eight years? Right, exactly. And, that, and that's the thing. If you tie yourself with that brand and then something happens to them, now all of a sudden you're, what are you doing with your name? What do you do with your brand? What do you do? Yeah. No, I just had a conversation with a friend today and, and I called his shop and it says, uh, you contacted Restore Effects of Orangeville. I don't know if you guys have Restore Effects in no, the U.S. I don't think so. So, uh, anyways, it's it's uh, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who used to be with CP. He's got tats everywhere. He trains. He lives in Texas. McNutt. Oh, okay. Oh, Travis. Yeah. Yeah. So he works for a brand that the guy that owns that brand 
was partners in the restore effects and they split up and he started that one. Okay. So it's one of those, uh, you know, uh, Pavel did trainings for them where you wet sand the car and then you put like almost like a clear coat over top of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what is it called? What's it called? X coat. Is that what yes. is that X coat? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, very, yeah, so they, good. the owner, the owner of X coat used to be partners with the owner of restore effects. Okay. They're out of Vancouver, out of Canada, actually. But anyways, and, and so I called my buddy this morning, and, and and he uses IGL coatings. He uses whatever. And, and I talked to him, and he's, thank you for calling Restore Effects of Orangeville. I said, well, fuck, I got the wrong number. I was looking for Carlos. <laughs> so I hung up. <laughs> and then he called me back. He said, well, Bob, what'd you hang up for? I said, well, fuck, I, I got the wrong number. I called it, said Restore Effects of Orangeville. The hell is that? He said, Well, come on. I said, No, come on. What? Why are you building their name? Why are you building their brand? Yeah. What, are they paying your rent now? Are they paying your hydro bill now? No, Carlos is. Yeah. Carlos is the guy that goes out. And the other thing is, is Carlos is the guy that's involved in the community. He's the guy that goes to the Chamber of Commerce. He's the guy that goes to the, the meet and greets. When he hands out a card, it says Carlos. You know, it doesn't say restore effects owner no it's yeah. just carlos owner you know and this is why i get so angry and and the other part i get angry is when i call and and everybody knows joel upon's pet peeve but when i call somebody and the first thing it says is you've contacted seven two four nine eight five are you fucking kidding? or 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 what's your your other favorite one is the voicemail box is full oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. this voice box Dang has not voicemail. been initialized yet <laughs> how many times have you ever heard that one yeah right and this this is a business number this is the number they give yeah. us to put on the igl website to contact them to be able to sell an igl coding right right it's like, what is going on? And I go back to a business with no sign is a sign and no business, right? Yep. The you phone always, is the same thing. That. The phone is the same thing, guys. Yeah. And, and listen, if I if I can help anybody by just little things like this or whatever, I, I'm I'm just another customer. So if I get frustrated, what the other customers are for sure going to get frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. I sold our business, Pure Green Clean. We sold that business to Kyle. Sorry, Kyle, if you happen to see this or whatever one day. I apologize. <laughs> we sold the business three and a half, almost four years ago. So when you when I drive by on the highway, right, and uh -huh. I see the big sign, the phone number on the sign is still my cell number. Really? Four and a half years later. I still get calls three, four a week. Hi. Can I book my car for detail? And I said, oh, you've got the wrong number here. Let me give you Kyle's number. Right. And then I keep telling Kyle, Kyle, dude, I, I still get four or five calls a week for business. Like if I ever opened up another detail shop, dude, I'm taking all your customers. Yeah. They're calling me anyways. Yeah. I might as well just say, oh, yeah, by the way, the shop has just been moved. Right, right, right. Like D different location. Yeah, like, yeah. would you not think that after four years you would adjust something? I would imagine, like, during the first week, it should have been fixed or changed yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. that's that's how I would do it. Yeah, um, but these are small business. Things. Yeah, yeah. And these are things I want to talk about in that classroom in Lexington.
is how can you make more money? And it's not just using my products. Right. It's how can you change your mindset? Because a lot of it, that's all it is. And if you're not the person to do it, and like I said, a lot of owners are not going to be the business guy. I'm not the background guy. I'm not the business guy. I'm not the number guy. Jeff Carey is totally all of that. Right. We are yin and yang. We are the best left hand, right hand partnership in the world. Right. I go out in the front. I'll be the face. I'll do this. I'll do that. But man, the brains behind the operation, Jeff Carey all day long. Right. He makes sure the inventory, he manages that. He makes sure we, Hey, we got, I don't know how many States in the U S 52 States or whatever you guys got. I don't know. We, we gotta, we gotta pay taxes <laughs> in all of them. Right. right. We gotta pay taxes in all of them. So Jeff's got to look after all that. And then everywhere where we have an employee, well, then it's a different tax for that. And I, I listen, I don't want to know about it. I don't care about it. I've got the best partner in the damn world yeah. who looks after all of that. No, and, and you're right. Cause there's been times I've called you about a question and you're like, no, you need to call and talk to Jeff. And there's times I've called Jeff about a question. He's like, no, no, you got to call Joel on that one. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's and, and we're it's, pretty, we're pretty, yeah. we're pretty like that too. Right. Yeah. Because and, and, you, you take your responsibility. Yeah. He takes his responsibility yeah. and you try not to overcross each other no. to, to, you know, step on if each other. If it has anything to do with shipping, I'm not going to get involved. It's right. not my, not my forte. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to start making. Pro- that that's the other guys. Yeah. Jeff and Andy. They're, they're the kings and and queen for that. Not me. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, I want to. I want to talk to you a little bit about SEMA <clears throat> this yeah. year. Yeah. Um. You know, with with everything that's kind of happened. You know, MT Orlando getting shut down. Um. The SDC. You know, depending on who you talk to. You know, it was it was a hit or it was a miss kind of deal. Um, and, and now it sounds like MTE Las Vegas is maybe on the fence. Like what's your feeling about SEMA? Well, MTE Las Vegas, I think is a mistake. Mm -hmm. I think MTE Florida is really good. It's a great show. We love it. It's fantastic. Right. Uh, I, I think that the problem is again, is a lot of these people that run these shows, uh, reach out to certain people that, I guess the ones that are the loudest make the, get the, whatever. Okay. They're not reaching out as far as I'm concerned to maybe the best people to get involved or help. Right. Uh, you know, they have these education seminars and this and that, and it's always the same people that are doing whatever, right. Uh, where there's a lot more people that could be doing a lot more. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like anything else in the world, you know, there's old and there's new. Sometimes it's time to roll in the new. Yeah. Well, the, I don't the know thing, if that makes any sense to you guys. It does. It mm-hmm. does. The thing. So I was talking with a, with a friend today, and we, we were kind of discussing that because he's he's out there in Vegas, and the thing that he was talking about MTE Las Vegas being a good thing is because it's on it's close enough to the West Coast, right? And sometimes it's hard for West Coasters. It's it's all timing though. It's all timing, Alex. Right, it's and close- that's. It's way too close to SEMA. Right. That's That was kind of my thing. You know, I told him, I said, listen, if I've got a choice of coming to MTE Las Vegas or SEMA, I'm going to SEMA. Now, it's uh, a big expense. It's right. huge. I mean, I get the MTE would probably have better training classes because SEMA doesn't really seem to do a lot on, no. you know, like they don't have like the Mike Phillips classes like MTE does. They don't have the the Ivan LaCroix classes like MTE does. So, I mean, you would get that, right? Like you would get that training, but, but you're right. It's, it's too, that's, and that's what I said. It's too close to, to SEMA. And if I'm going to choose, 
I'm going to choose going to SEMA because that's the one where I'm going to get to see all my friends, all my past. Well, like us as a company, you know, SEMA is, let's say, six figures. Yeah. You know, when you when you consider, like, we got to ship a booth from here. We got to get two people. To, they fly over there. They got to, then you got to hire so many people from the union over there. Yeah. Uh, you know, blah, 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 and build and take down. And uh, there's a lot of expenses. The party, the party last year, I think the tab was almost, you know, 25, 30, wow. whatever. But but again, uh, these are things that we do because we we believe in it and we think that we get good return from it, right. and 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 it brings camaraderie uh, amongst all of our installers, you know. And uh, you know, I think last year the party was amazing because we we had a lineup at one point, and uh, well, not and we, last year, but the year before. Uh, right? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it was great, and you know, we did this stuff for the soldier guy. Right. Uh, I'm bad with names. I apologize. But anyways, I'm me cheering. But, uh, you know, and then, and, and I think that, I think SEMA is already like the prices of hotels aren't cheap. So it's not like yeah. Vegas is, they, they're, they're pretty damn up there already. Yeah. And I'm already talking to a shitload of people that I know that are all going. So I think SEMA is going to be maybe even bigger than usual because people have been locked up. Yeah, that's, so what I'm, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. an excuse. That's what I'm hoping for, and that's what that's what me and and my buddy were talking about. You know, because he was like, "Man, you know, international travel. I don't think there's. You know, he's like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of the the bigger names coming." And I said, "Yeah, you know, I, I've heard from a lot of them have representation in the U.S. They might not come themselves. Like, okay, right. listen, Danny Chong's not coming. Kyung's yeah. not coming. We know that." Yeah. Uh, even Jeff. Jeff's going to go straight to uh, to to his other place. He's not going to come this year. I'm going to, I'm going to go. Right. And, and what we'll do, it'll be kind of cool. We're going to tag team again, yin and yang, right? Left yeah. and right. Yeah. So Jeff's going to be at his place there. And uh, so when we, when we register a user, a new customer, we'll have people in the booth with iPads. So right if, if Jen, Jen's got a new customer, she'll bring them to that person. They'll fill in all the stuff, send it off. Jeff will have their account set up before they even leave the booth. Oh, wow. That's so they'll nice. be able to actually go to their hotel, take advantage of the SEMA sale right then and there and, nice. and buy product. So we're going to try to do things differently. And, and that's the one thing that IGL we've always been proactive on is, is that, how do you say, it's almost like when you guys go to cars and coffees or when I see a lot of booths, yeah. they, they take a lot of cards. They take a lot of information. Uh, but then that's where that's where companies fail. Right, right. And I hate to tell you, it's, it's not the biggest secret in the world, but it yeah. is the biggest secret in the world right. is the follow up sucks. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. Because before before I, you know, came with you guys, I was here at MTE Orlando and and I talked with one of the guys from um, from Gion. And, you know, I said, hey, I'm looking for a new coding, like I'm looking for something that, you know, not everybody has you know so i can yeah. be a little bit different you know yeah. i want it i want it not exclusivity but i wanted to be different and they got cool bottles right and he was like oh yeah no problem here's my card he's like email me like i sent three emails and never got a return and and then i and then i stumbled upon you know i tried to join the igl facebook group not knowing that it was a private group and that's when jeff messaged me and so like, you see that that's the difference so a lot of the geon guys or g technique guys or if you look at those sales people that they have those are all detailers yeah they are correct yeah yeah okay 
So they're all running a business. They all have a business to run, which is their shop. If you look at IGL, our salespeople are full-time employees. Right. Jen's a full-time employee for IGL. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. she's paid a salary, just like Marcus, just like Brian, just like so they're not they're not in the shop. Jen, yes, she she goes to her shop, but but she does it after hours. You ever notice that Jen, it's a lot of at nighttime. Yeah, because she and also she, she has us. people to work in the daytime there, yeah. right? She has yeah. employees. When so when we had our questions. yeah when we had our three hour gen that's what she told us she said from from nine to five she does all her IGL stuff and then she'll yeah. clock, clock out you know at, at five o'clock and then she'll go work in the shop from you know five oh one to seven o'clock eight o'clock and that's important because when you when you have a job to do or or something's it allows you to structure yourself it allows you to yeah. plan. And, and I'm a very strong proponent to, you know, I like to, to plan my work and work my plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I always tell people, like, uh, I used to get mad when I was a VP, VP there. Uh, I used to have my salespeople always give me their agenda because I used to always say, I want to see your agenda for the week. And, and at, the ba- at the end, there was always a big box on the far right. So they write down daily, like what they're doing. Like I've got two meetings, this is where I'm going, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the week, I always wanted to know what their goals for the week were. What was the, what was the goal? Right. And, and you could always tell when it was somebody newer coming in and trying to learn me because, you know, a lot of times the box was never big enough. They had so many goals and, and I, and I'd look at it and I called them up before the week would start and I'd say, uh, Hey, Jason, this is, this is not going to work. You're, you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm going to get all those goals. No, you're not. You're lucky to get two out of the 10 you listed. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care about that. I would rather you only get two and achieve them like superstar wise yeah. than get five or eight of them. And they're all half ass. So don't write shit to try to impress people. Just do it right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I always said. So if your goal is to, I don't know, do 10 cold calls. Well, that's not even one. That's not even two a day. That's, you know, one and a quarter a day, which is great. That's okay. If you're going to do 10 cold calls in a week, perfect. Do 10 cold calls a week. If you're going to call, you know, we, we give reports, right? So like other companies, like I'm sure you could go on your computer and pull out. Okay. At a shop, you should know. How many IGL wash? How many in answers? How many whatever you sold to customers this year? And you can say, okay, I've sold 52 washes this year. Last year, I only sold 21. What did I do different? Why did I sell 52? Is it because I had 52 more coatings? Or is it because I maybe spoke a little bit more? I'm a little bit more outgoing than what I was, you know? Because a lot of times it's that barrier. Like I said, a lot of detailers are not necessarily good with customers. Right. And, and what's happening now is, you know, well, by putting Joanne in the front, she was selling everybody a wash. That's why my wash sales went up. I get it now. Yeah. I had Joanne. So, you know what? I need to convince Joanne to maybe sell more purple Gion soap because I make a higher margin there. Quit selling the IGL shit. I don't make as much. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but no, don't quit selling the IGL shit. Yeah. Keep selling. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, all right. So, it- before we get into a three-hour episode here, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're only we're only an hour and a quarter or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I want to. This is something I started last week with with Brian Guy. Um. Some and it's something I want to kind of carry over. 
before we end, I want to ask you to give one random piece of advice. It doesn't have to be detail related. doesn't even have to be business related. It can be whatever, but something that'll help everybody out, right? That's the one thing I get comments I get from this podcast is, Hey man, you know, you really helped me with this. I really like this. I really like that. Um, so whatever one piece of random advice you could give somebody that might help them out. I'm pissed off a few people, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> my, my random advice is stop paying for shit. I mean, there's too many, there's too many people that are out there trying to sell services and, 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 and courses and, and you need to belong to this and pay X amount a month and do this and pay X amount. Stop doing that fucking shit. There's a lot of people out there like, uh, uh, listen, again, I, I may piss off some people, but I, I think that the point I'm trying to make is I want to become successful, right? So I have to, um, in French, I know the word, I'm trying to think in English, the word. Uh, emulate is okay. emulate a word yeah. is that a word yeah. yes so yes. i want to emulate that person because i admire that person i see what they've achieved in life i want to be there but yeah we have people in this industry that are con artists i can't think of a better word yeah that that charge people money and 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 and, and let's be honest they they haven't achieved fuck all in life themselves. They, you know, they, 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 I don't know, they got a used car. They've been bankrupt five times. They, uh, you know, yeah. living, 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 whatever. And, uh, and, and you know what? It pisses me off because what the fuck are you doing and who are you going to teach to? You right. know, I, I, I want the guy that's got three, four homes. I want the guy that, 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 that that's successful. I want to know how he became successful and what he did to get there. And, and a lot of those guys will talk to you for free. Yeah. A lot of those guys, if you pick up the phone and reach out to them, they'll tell you for free. This, this bullshitting people and pretending that you're bigger than what you are, even though you're big, yeah. it doesn't mean nothing. Okay. And so that's... it pisses me off. It pisses me off when I see <laughs> shit like that. Right. And that was, that was, that was one of the things that, that when I was talking to my friend earlier today, you know, we mentioned, you know, the, the, uh, you know, <laughs> social media has, has allowed us to portray a different image of ourselves than what, than what we really are for most people in this industry. And, and that's really hard, right? Because there's a lot of people that present themselves in this industry as, as super successful, you know, big, big guys in the industry. And they're really not. Um, so I think you hit it right on the head there, you know, where I'm not big in this industry. And I told you that when we talked the other day, yeah. I'm not big in this industry, but have I ran a successful business in the past? Absolutely. Have I done well for myself? Absolutely. Yeah. Will I do well for myself in the future? Absolutely. Why? Because I know how to build a business. Yeah. I know how to take something from here to there. Yeah. Right. And, and you don't lose that. Okay. But the thing is, is I've never looked at anything in a tunnel. I've always looked at things open. Right. And, and I think that it's important to understand too. And even when you talk with somebody and when you're dealing with somebody and you want to get into things, it's important to know that 
in the back of your mind. And, and I can tell you, right now, again, like I said, there's too much BS. You're going to see a lot of people, they're going to fall flat on their faces and it's going to hurt. And you know what? Too freaking bad. You shouldn't have been where you thought you should or where you right. thought you were going to be. Yeah. You know, you got to learn. It's like skateboarding, you know, or riding a bike. You know, when I, when you ride a bike, start with the training wheels. Yeah. Like, you know, don't go to unicycle right off the bat. <laughs> And this is the issue. I think you got too many people trying to be unicyclists and, and it's not going to happen. And then you got people that are going to, you know, we're going to travel the world here and then they're going to find out that they don't have 50 bucks to get across the street. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, and that, that's going to hurt. Right. And, and, and you can only go back to the well so many times you can only go knock and ask people or the same people so many times for more help or more money. Because after a while, people are going to say, fuck you. I'm not giving it to you anymore. That's, I'm done. Right. Why right. am I helping you if you're not helping anybody else but yourself? I don't know if you heard that. Why am I helping I, you I if you're not helping anybody else but yourself? Yeah. And too many people talk about how they're not about themselves and how they're, oh, my God, I'm only here for this, for that. And, and, and when you come to realize, if that was true, why did we talk about you for the last three hours? Yeah. Okay, so these are real, like these are real things. Okay, and, and, and I think that people have to realize that if I can call somebody, and I've had people call me asking me business advice and questions that don't even use our products. Right. Do I care? No, because you know why? I, I, I just want to be able to help the industry grow because one day, hey, who knows? Maybe the product that they do use, somebody will piss them off somewhere along the way there, and then. No, I remember, remember that you. guy. Yep. That guy helped me out. Yep. That person helped me out. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, and you're and you're exactly right. I mean, it's lies have have to stop. They have to stop. Right. I mean, and you and know? and again, if you're not putting back, you know, it's it's what's the what's the old, what's the old saying? Put back in more than you take. Hundred percent. You know. 100%. So so even if you're. You know, we, a P, a we have, we have a lot of people. We have a lot of people in this industry that I see. Uh, you know, listen. Okay, there's there's not many Rennie Doyle's, and Mike Phillips around. Right. Okay. The, these guys are are one offers. Okay. They're, they're yeah. these guys are special. They're awesome people. I I'm glad to consider both of them friends of mine. Uh, and no matter where they go, they're stand up people. I don't give a shit what anybody says. They're stand up, up and above and beyond. And they are also truthful people in the sense that they will put other people in front of themselves. Right. Okay. It's not all about, because they know that, like I said a while ago, uh, I want to put you in front of me because the more you do, the more I'm going to make. But when I start thinking about me, 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 I'm only going to make a little bit, but if I have 500 people out there that I'm helping, right. They're all making a little bit. That's a hell of a lot more than what me, 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 me can make on my own. Exactly. So this is why people have to start thinking a totally different way. And, and, and you guys probably know, like we own a betting company too. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's a big business. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's a big business, but I help my wife six to seven days a month, every month I help her out. And I, I do certain things on the weekend and I do certain things for her, but I give her six to seven days a month. And when I'm out on the road for her, and I'm driving the truck and stuff, and I'm always on my phone doing IGL stuff. 
But what's neat is I get to stop at somebody's place. Like I get to stop at Jason Bruno's place. And when I'm unloading and I notice that Jason Bruno maybe did $38,000 in betting this month. And I say, Jason, usually you're always 12, 14 grand. You did 38. Can you share with me what you did? And then what I do is I take Jason's story and I still got another 18 stops to make. Right. Okay. I'm going to share what Jason did with another 18 people. Because I'd love to have 18 other people go from 10 to 38, right? Exactly. And, and, and that's the biggest thing about sharing and, 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 and not, you know, too many people like, well, okay, if you want to keep a trick because you use a pad folded in four with a Velcro instead of a tape and it's got da, 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 whatever, whatever, keep your secret. But don't, don't keep the, the, you know, the brand away from, so I don't know. Right. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I know what I'm trying to say. No, I got you. you know? <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I get and, it. Hopefully, and, and, hopefully the people listening will get it. I hope so. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing is, is, you know, people show up and, and, oh yeah, I'm trying to be Mr. Nice guy and this and that. And, and, oh yeah, well, well, what are you using? You know what? I can always tell somebody's fake is when they walk in. I've never walked into somebody's shop and said, well, I noticed you've got that brand, that brand, that brand, that brand, not my brand. Oh, how come you don't have that, that, that? I don't give a shit about that. When I go right. into somebody's shop, I'm going in to meet you. I'm going yeah. in to see what you're doing in your shop to observe. I don't give a shit what the products are. I'm just going in to observe that maybe I can give you some feedback that can maybe help you grow your business. I'm never going to talk about products. Yeah. Okay, you're going to buy from me if you buy from me and if you don't, you don't. Right. I always said, if everybody had a hundred dollars in their pocket, give me two, let me earn 98. That's good. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, and, and that's the biggest thing, right? And, and, and I, if I can show you how to make more money than anybody else, I think you're going to come and listen to me a little bit more, or you're going to want to be part of it a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. I think people are drawn to, to, to people like that. Right. Yeah. Because, because that's the one thing that that I've really started getting out of my detailer head over the, the past couple of years or so. And I'm starting to meet other people like what you're saying, right? Like I'm finding these mentors who are successful, but they're not out bragging about it, right? Yeah, they're not because, loud. Right, because they're the ones that I know are really successful. And I'm starting to listen to some of the things that they say versus some of the things that the loud guy over here is beating his chest about kind of deal. And, and that's where I gravitate more to people like that, because I feel like, you 99 know, 99% of the loud people that are praying or, or yelling out well, successful, they they they're, really they're, they're not successful. Right. And there's only, really there's only one grant, you know, there's only one grant card owned. Right. You know I mean, there's only one, uh, what's his name? The tall giant guy. Who's a public guy. speaker too. He's got like, oh, oh, Tony yeah. Robbins. Yeah. Tony Robbins. So there's only one grant and one Tony. Right. There isn't a lot. Okay. Right. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that are making noise, but that's all they're doing, buddy. That's all they're doing. Right. And they may show up at a shop near you, but that's all they're doing. They're just right. making noise. They're, they're talking, but they don't really have anything to say. They, they don't have anything to say. They don't have the experience to share. They, you know what I mean? They, they, they can pretend a lot. Yeah. They can pretend a lot. Right. You know, they can go out and have a good lunch with you. No problem. But they got to know how to make money. That's the difference. Yeah. 
you know, and, 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 and I'm always about constructive criticism, you know, and helping people do things better, you know, because there's nothing better than if I do something wrong or whatever, uh, I've always encouraged staff to, to do things, okay? And if they make a mistake, no problem. We'll learn about it. We'll chat about it. We'll figure it out. Right. What can we do differently? <laughs> yeah, but it cost us money, this mistake. That's okay. Mistakes cost money. Yeah. But you know what? We don't learn from them if we don't. Exactly. You know? and, and, and this is the difference between wanting to be successful and pretending to be successful. Yeah. Because the guys that are pretending to be successful, like you said, they're loud and they don't they don't do them. They don't they don't do the things unless they're sure, sure, sure. You can't always be sure in life. Right. And sometimes those mistakes might cost you a little bit, but they're going to earn you a lot more in the future because now you a know, now you know what not to do. Um, yeah. Listen, Joel. Um, so for anybody who wants to, to, to reach out either to you or, or get in touch with, with IGL to, to, you know, either get on board or get information um, where's the best place to, to, to reach out to somebody, whether again, whether it's you or whether hey, it's you me know, whoever. directly, I, I'll give you myself six, four, seven, four, five, six, seven, seven, six, four. Awesome. Anybody can call me. And sometimes I know that blows people away. Like I can't believe I'm calling. No, yeah. anybody can call <laughs> me anytime. I will pick up my phone 98% of the time. And if they don't, there is an answering machine that's going to say, hey, you reached Joel Barton. <laughs> okay. I, I can attest to it. There is. Yes. I, I've yes. gotten Joel's message, message yes. a couple of times. Yes. Listen, you're, you're a busy guy. The times yeah. that you do pick up the phone, I'm actually kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, right? And, and again, I, you have to show people that you value their time as much as your own. Right. So. Um, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Well, listen, Joel, I, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this, man. I, I know, I know we've talked about it, you know, on and off and, and, you know, couldn't, couldn't figure out what was, what was good for you. And, and, yeah. you know, when oh, this we, worked out great. Yeah. When you, and we're half the time that you guys did with Jen. So it's perfect. Exactly. I yeah, love it. It'll, it'll listen, be perfect. I took a lot of notes. Uh, you can't see them because of my green screen, but I took a lot of notes from this episode. So. Oh, I'm, did you? I'm super oh, yeah. Shit. I hope, I hope they were always, okay. I'm always constantly writing on, on stuff. Like if that's, I pick up something, I got to write it down. That's why he doesn't ever uh, talk on these things. Cause yeah. he's too busy writing. Good information. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you can call me anytime and ask me anything anytime too. Yeah. And, and, Dude, and, I'm, and trust me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it now, man. Cause I got, I got some questions that I want to talk to you about offline. Yeah. So. And, and sure. you know, this is recorded. You could go back and listen to it as much as you wanted to, to get this information. Right. Yeah. But yeah. see, I got, I get it firsthand. <laughs> I get it firsthand before anybody. I'll do the thank yous. Thank you everybody for, for coming on, listening, Joel, we appreciate it. Um, Welcome.